When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. After victory against Real Madrid sent them 12 points clear, Barcelona might have La Liga all wrapped up, but their problems are never far away. And now news that their young star Gavi could leave Camp Nou for free with a legal battle over his registration. So what's happened in this latest off-the-field issue and how will the club deal with it? Will Gavi really leave Barcelona? I'm Ian Irving and this is The Athletic Football Podcast. Lewandowski to play this in, and Gabi is there to put Barcelona ahead. Massive moment for the youngster and for Barca. Yes, welcome along. We're joined today by the Athletics Barcelona writers, Paul Ballas and Laia Saveo Herrero. Was that close enough, Laia? Yeah, it was quite, quite good, actually, yeah. Laia Saveo Herrero? Yeah, that's good. That was better. Let's get into it then. Um, Paul, in terms of Gavi's contract issues, we'll speak about that shortly. But on the pitch, at least, what a season it is for Barcelona. It is. I, I mean, I think that probably any Barcelona fan couldn't imagine have this bright generation of young talent, um, especially like in a moment that it's, it's tough for the club in like a transition moment going in the last days of a golden era and trying to rebuild the, the club just having the blessing of Pedris and Gabis and players of such of that caliber. And Gavi is like, you you can see that he is a player that is progressing, that is able to take responsibility and that is capable of, yeah, and just of just being an important player for Barcelona at the age of 18, which I don't want to uh, start like recalling what I was doing when I, when I was 18. But yeah, Gavi is like being a, 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 like a fundamental figure <laughs> for the potential La, La Liga champions. I don't want you to reveal what you were doing at 18 either, to be fair, Paul. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's just a good let, thing, I think, for all of us. Out, yeah. I mean, just to spell it out, <laughs> you know, the victory in El Clasico against Real Madrid left Barcelona 12 points clear. Um, it's a fantastic position to be in after 26 matches played. And it wasn't really expected to be like this, Laia, was it? No, uh, every Barcelona supporter will have signed to be like 12 points uh, ahead of uh, Real Madrid uh, like in March. But uh, it was quite unexpected, maybe at the at the beginning of the season. But obviously, with Ancelotti on top of the of the Real Madrid, that they always want to win like uh, the Champions League. I think maybe Barca put more effort on La La Liga. For Barca, it was so important this year to to win after everything that uh, they've been through. Obviously, with the things that are happening to, to, to the club, it was very important this year to to be at least in La Liga or even in La Copa del Rey, the way that they are this season. So I, I would say if they just end up winning La Liga and La Copa del Rey, it would be like a really good season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the complication of last summer, Paul, we spoke extensively on this podcast about yeah. the exact situation for Barcelona, what the levers were, what they meant 
how they got through it. Yeah. Um, although that's still being worked out now, really, isn't it? I guess the full effects <laughs> yeah. of that will be found out as the years go by. But considering those levers were pulled last summer, it was absolutely crucial that this went well for the future of the club, wasn't it, really? For me, that's like the most fascinating thing of this Barcelona, which is... I mean, this this squad was assembled with a sort of like survival spirit, like survival to the financial difficulties, uh, survival to La Liga pressure just to comply with the salary limit, survival after Messi, survival just to find the money to make signings. And now it's like two of the actual survivors of this team, which are like two players that like Sergio Roberto and Frank Cassier, that were the goal scorers at El Clasico. They were two players that during like the whole season, there have been doubts and concerns about their role within the squad. Sergio Roberto was a player that was deemed like in the past um, to be out of this team because he was having, he was earning like a massive salary. He wasn't like fulfilling like a crucial role in this squad. Now Xavi has found like a rotation role for him that suits him very well. He has accepted it with a pay cut um, and he's really like well settled in the dressing room. With Frank Cassier, there have been doubts if he can be an elite midfielder for FC Barcelona. But at the end of the day, I think that Xavi has worked this rushing room in a way that everyone has fit and has found their, their place in, within the team. That kind of like good fit that all the squad has is what allowed like two squad players or two rotation players to be like crucial and to possibly win the most important title that Xavi has ever won as a manager. Uh, which of course, there are still like 12 games to go, but uh, with 12 points ahead of Real Madrid, I think that we are safe to say that it's just a title to lose for Barcelona right now. So, yeah, it, it's kind of telling uh, that story that after all these levers, all these crucial signings on the very last day, just uh, struggling to register them within the salary limits. Now, just two survivors of that team uh, gave Xavi like his uh, big, big title. Like, How do Barcelona fans feel about this side and, and the way it's been constructed. Now we're a few months on from from the, the summer drama, like I was saying. For the first time in just what has seemed like a lifetime, um, I feel like people finally think that Barca has a strong defense. Like, I mean, in the years before that, every year we had just uh, good forwards, good midfielders. So yeah, I think people is very defensive also and protective with, with the club. Obviously, uh, with everything that came out about Negreira uh, and all that, people tend to believe what Laporta is saying. Like, uh, they want to, to believe like Barca is doing the things like as they should be doing. And I feel like people really want to protect the club because the club, a lot of people just feel like it's their religion. Yeah, I guess as well. Paul, the point I was getting at really, there must have been a huge amount of concern amongst Barcelona fans at the way last summer went and some of the techniques that Laporta uh, was using in order to to fund what was a huge summer transfer spend. And even all the anxiety around being able to register the players and, and, and squeezing that through at the end. As the performances on the pitch sort of reconnected the fans with the team and what what's the atmosphere like at games? Lionel Messi leaving was, of course, a, a huge blow to the club, but as the form and some of the star names that were brought in last summer, has that attracted people back to, to watch the matches again? Yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, uh, there were like some concerns over the way that 
the club approach, like the transfer window, and how, as you were saying, and like you were saying, like the how they have struggled to register players and to do things off the pitch, maybe. But I think that we can sense how desperate were the fans and how they, how bad they really wanted like a title and and to feel that they can have a winning team now. And that reflect on what Laya was saying that uh, Barcelona ha has won a lot of games without a pretty way of playing. And fans, they kind of, I mean, they are not uh, totally happy about that because as you know, like the way of playing football here is like a thing that we are really proud of and that we want to protect. That's the religion. Yeah, that's the religion. But at the same time, they also get that it's part of the process and that sometimes it cannot be pretty. They won at the Copa del Rey, at the Bernabeu, losing the possession, defending like in a low block, which was like a really uncommon thing. Some fans were happy about this. Xavi wasn't happy. Xavi, I can't remember that, that press conference after the game where Xavi was like, not devastated, but he wasn't happy about winning at the Bernabeu in that fashion, which tells you a lot about what, what Barcelona is. I mean, you win against like your biggest enemies in the wall on their stadium, you frustrate them and you're still not happy. But somehow, I think that you can feel that with the attendance at the Camp Nou. I think that, the, that for the first time in the last five years, Barcelona have registered like attendances of 85,000 plus, which it hadn't happened for more than five times in the last five seasons. I'm just speaking a bit like from the back of my head. I don't yeah. have the exact numbers right now, but the attendances this season has been like really high. And that's partly because of the levers, because of bringing Lewandowski, because of bringing Rafinha, because of bringing like a solid defense, as Laya was pointing out with Christensen, which has been like a massive signing. Probably he's the best centre-back that Barcelona has had this season in terms of like consistency with Kunde, with Araujo. So the spirit within the club is that everyone from the board to the fans are kind of pushing together to uh, play their role in that rebuilding process. And you can sense that uh, within the mood of the club, within, within the attendances and within when you speak with like dressing room sources, with people that is close to that dressing room, they feel that they are part of something that is starting. Now I think that the next step is just to... Ride out the next problem. Well, yeah, and just the next step is just to show that it can happen on the pitch as well, just to start being as dominating as Xavi wants to be. But that's going to be like a thing for the next season, in my opinion. Because now, I mean, as Sly was saying, winning La Liga, it's going to be like a worth it season for Barcelona, a really good season. And if, if, if they can top it with the Copa del Rey, it's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to pop the positivity just yet to speak about the issues <laughs> with with Gavi now going forward and yeah. also, of, of course, the other controversies around Barcelona from this season that we've not spoken about yet. I want to just drill into the specifics of, of Gavi and Pedri, if I can, Laia, please, because these are becoming two of the sort of icons of this this new Barcelona, certainly from over here in, in England. We don't really know as much about Gavi and Pedri as, as we, we might do, considering how important they've been to Barcelona, not least for the fact that they didn't play uh, when Barcelona took on Manchester United at Old Trafford um, a month or so ago. But can we box them into Xavi and, and Iniesta from, from the great Barcelona side? Is it as easy as that? Which one's which? Yeah, I would say maybe if you look at the numbers that Gavi would be like Xavi and, and Pedri would be like Iniesta, but I, I don't think they are that similar. I mean, no. Xavi at the age of Pedri and Gavi wasn't playing, so it's difficult to know uh, like, like like the evolution of the two players, if they would be as good as Iniesta and Xavi, but it's definitely significant that uh, Barca is depending on two players that uh, has like 20 years old and 18 years old. I, I think it's quite interesting to, to say, but I would say maybe 
both of them, I, I know that uh, they just enjoyed a lot Iniesta, and they would probably be like uh, want to be like him. But I'm not quite sure if Gabi, for example, has a really semblance to Pedri and or Xavi, because he's more fighter than maybe Xavi was or Iniesta was. But it's easy to just uh, get excited about the, the idea of maybe finding two new uh, Xavi and Iniesta. But I think maybe for, for them, it's not that good to be compared with stars of uh, FC Barcelona. I don't know if maybe that could put pressure on them. I don't think so because they have just show that they are good players. I don't think like Barca is playing the same way that they did when Xavi and, and Iniesta were there. I think maybe they didn't run that much as Pedri and Gabi are doing. And I think that's why Pedri is uh, getting some, so many injuries like between last year and this year. But yeah, I would, I would say it would be good. But for me, it's like Xavi and Iniesta were uh, one thing and Pedri and Gabi another thing which is uh, also exciting yeah I totally understand what you're saying as well in, in the difference and I guess these two lads will want to cut their own groove as well and make their own mark in, in the Barcelona team and the Spanish team national team Paul as well because both of them seem like they're going to be important parts of the national team going forward too just to, just to show how important these players are really yeah yeah I mean they're going to be like yeah the two starting midfielders for the national team for for sure i'd say that yeah gabby's more like a grafter if if, if you want to put it that way bringing your old mancunian out again that's there, it Paul, that's aren't you? it I, I mean there's <laughs> there's something left still in there but i mean gabby's kind of a weird midfielder uh of barcelona because i mean if you imagine like a midfielder from barcelona you imagine like this technical quality which he has like being like really elegant really smart yeah Gabi is not that. He's just a fighter. He loves to go uh, deep down into the mat just to fight, just to fight for a ball. He's really good at pressing. Um, so his defensive side of the game is like a big plus for him. I think that one of the biggest improvements that Barcelona has this season is the way they press. And Gabi is like fundamental on that. He's just relentless. And Pedri is more like the finesse. Pedri is like playing on, on these pockets between the defense and the midfield, just letting himself flow, doing that last pass. Just like the technical ability. He knows where to flow, where to read the spaces, where to go. Those are like the kind of differences of the different players that they are just are. And let's see where they fit in the new project of the Spanish national team, because we don't know how the new manager, Luis de la Fuente, is planning to play. If he's going to play with a 4-3-3, there are rumors that he wants to play with a 4-2-3-1. Let's see how Gabi and Pedri fit there. I see Pedri possibly more as a number 10 and Gabi as a roaming number six, number eight, more like a box-to-box, so yeah. But I think that Pedri needs to be closer to the box and closer to the last pass. Let's see how it goes, but yeah, I mean, Barcelona has a treasure in there. I can see how Barcelona wants to boost this kind of narrative of, yeah, we have the new Xavi and Iniesta, plus they're like really good friends. Pedri used to drive Gabi into the training sessions because Gabi, well, he doesn't have like a driving license yet. He's just 18 now, so so he cannot drive a car. But they are like really close friends inside the dressing room. So you can see the parallels there, but in playing style, they are like their own thing. Actually, I think that Gabi resembles me more like to Deco than, than to Xavi. Do, do, do you remember Deco, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. So I, I think that he's more like, yeah, this kind of fighter, this kind of like, yeah, um, yeah, like a grafter, as I was saying. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Do you ever get that feeling that you need to get something off your chest? We all carry around different stresses, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to release and discuss those thoughts and feelings and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist. And if things don't click, you can switch to someone new at any time with no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And because you listen to this podcast, you can get 10% off your first month of online therapy by heading to betterhelp.com slash athleticfootball. That's betterhel dot com slash athleticfootball with no spaces. Okay, so now we've painted this beautiful picture of the new Barcelona and all the fantastic things that have happened so far this season. Now comes the issues again, Paul, for Barcelona and the issues surrounding Gavi's registration. Just explain exactly what the problem is here and what it might mean, please. So basically the, the problem is, or, or the situation, is that when Gavi's agents negotiated his contract extension with Barcelona that was made official last September, if I'm not wrong, one of the things that Gavi's camp included on that deal is, is that if he wasn't registered as a first-team player in La Liga's books by the next June 30th, by the end of June, basically, he would be allowed to live on a free, basically, to sort his future in his own way. Barcelona thought, believed, basically, that they had everything just to register him as a first-team player easily. But the change of rules that La Liga had on his own rules last November and December basically tricked things for Barcelona and the calculations that they made were not good enough yet. And when they tried to register Gavi, uh, La Liga said that it wasn't enough. Um, then Barcelona appealed to that decision to a court in, here in Barcelona, in, in Spain. And a judge believed that Barcelona had to be granted, like with a provisional permit, to inscribe Gavi as a La Liga player. And then next summer, discuss it again. That was the position that we had, like, in January. Uh, and that's why Gavi can play now with number six on his back, because he's a first-team player. Uh, he had been registered with that temporary permit that the Spanish court just granted Barcelona. But, like, uh, this week, last week, La Liga claimed back to the judge that Barcelona didn't file, the, 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 like, the documentation, didn't submit the, 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 the documentation to defend their case over the Gavi registration on time. Basically, they missed a deadline, and the judge checked all the case, and he agreed with La Liga that they uh, misplaced, like, their, their documentation. It's, it's not a matter of Barcelona are right or wrong, it's just that they failed to submit like the like the documentation within a deadline and with that so there's the provision of the, the decision that the case is basically gone la liga is entitled to unregister gabi because there's no case now barcelona are still like from their side considering that they didn't miss a deadline that it's just like a misunderstanding with reading like the time frames so they're gonna appeal back again with another appeal and like the legal battle is gonna keep going basically but it shows like a deeper picture here which is like the 
Yeah, like the cold battle, like the cold war with Barca and La Liga going to like the court reporting and just sending like appeals and and files just to fight over this 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 registration. But basically, the point now is that Gabi had been unregistered. Not because Barcelona has lost the case, just because La Liga claims that they missed the deadline, basically. Yeah, it definitely sounds like there's going to be more on this in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, coming weeks and months uh, as it develops. I mean, like, it seems incredible that La Liga would, would go into battle against Barcelona on, on this sort of technicality. But does it show a, a lingering annoyance, maybe, that, that's been left over from everything that happened last summer and the way that Barcelona managed to get around all the rules in the end to... To register all these players, what's the what's the the source of the the issue between La Liga and Barcelona? Everything began when Real Madrid and Barça uh, went together in the creation of the, the the Super League. I would say because uh, like Tebas wasn't that into that. He felt like Florentino and Laporta. They thought that they were above like like Tebas and like the relationship between. Sebas and, and Laporta is not the, the best since that, I would say, since two years ago. They had problems also with, with the, the Leo Messi case because Laporta uh, said that the fault was uh, from Javier Tebas because uh, La Liga didn't want to uh, just inscribe uh, Leo Messi as a, a Liga player. Then Javier Tebas, Tebas said the, like, the, the opposite thing. At the end of the, of the day, Barça and Real Madrid are La Liga. So if La Liga wants to be a really a, a business like the, like the money they, they took to, it's from um, Barça and Real Madrid. So they need uh, Barça to be as good as they can and Real Madrid to be as good as they can, even if maybe they in public statements say that like the, the opposite the opposite thing. Also, I can imagine like Gabi wanting to, to leave Barça. So I think that everything that he could do about it he will do it. I mean, you just have to watch like the the game that Barca play at San Mamés. He was so frustrated at, at the at the pitch, just uh, hitting his head against the floor when Letty Club almost score a goal. So yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a like a, a thing about money and about uh, like uh, inspiring the player. I mean, he's like a, a team player, so he would do uh, whatever it takes to to be there. Yeah, the the other thing with this, Paul, is how realistic is it that that Gavi could actually leave for free? I mean, there's obviously the the chance that this gets sorted before the end of the season and before the window opens. But you know, what, what is the opportunity for other clubs to go and nick him now? Right now, it's not that realistic. Uh, I think that no one in Barcelona contemplates uh, a scenario with Gavi not playing at the Spotify Camp Nou next season. Um, as I was saying, the, the players come kind of use this clause as a tool basically to make sure that his case is going to be taken care of and that Barcelona is going to make the best out of themselves to register him as a first team player. But Gabi is very happy at the club. He's very settled at the dressing room. Um, their thoughts and their beliefs and their minds are, are set that he's on the best place that he could be career-wise. And Barcelona, basically, what we got is that they will do whatever it takes to, to keep Gabi here. And they will make sure to the player that he doesn't have to worry about anything and that they will work out it on the best possible way. The first step that they're going to do, as we said before, is another appeal to a higher court in, in, in Spain to see if that can be like, uh, if a judge can force La Liga to register him again, which 
at some point is going to drive me crazy. Um, um, but yeah, um, let's see. Let, let, let's see what is going to happen. But I think that, yeah, that right now, no one in Barcelona thinks or explores the future without Gabi. And I think that, I mean, I mean, he wants to stay um, and he's happy at the club. So the most sensible thing to think at the moment is that Gabi is going to stay at the Camp Nou. That's the situation then with Gabi semi-cleared up for the moment at least uh, the <laughs> yeah. picture as we understand it nothing is clear with Barcelona mate no and as we're about to discover on the next point actually to be fair um, the story you've both written about on The Athletic it's a huge huge story uh, and that's that Barcelona have been charged with corruption over payments yeah. that they've made to the vice president of the Spanish football refereeing committee I mean th- this is a huge controversy Barcelona stress that they've done nothing wrong. But Laia, this is a mess that really does need to be cleaned up as well. The image that, that uh, the club has given to the world, probably it's worse than what really happened. To me, it's, it's difficult to, to see uh, like some referees just uh, giving advantage uh, to Barca at some point in the last uh, 20 years. It's something that would take a long time to to be cleared in a legal way. So just to point out at this point then, Barca have explained that they hired an external consultant who provided reports related to professional refereeing. Like we've said, they deny any wrongdoing. Where's this investigation up to, Paul? Yeah, um, so basically like the investigation is on, as we were saying, the Spanish prosecutors have filed char- charges, not just over potential corruption, but also malfeasance and false documentation. Uh, and the investigation is on. Basically, it is expected to be like really long term. We are talking about years here. Um, so it's not going to be like uh, nothing to be sorted soon. And what we hear, what we see, well, it's uh, it, it's gonna, it's difficult f- to see from the outside if like the investigation doesn't have like further details or I mean, I, I can remember and, and I can recall like the Moji Gate with like conversations with referees and referees like admitting things in that or crimes in that regard um so let's see if investigation can have more details but right now yeah it's difficult to see which are like the potential charges that are going to be deemed as like or that barcelona can be found guilty um it's just still like early stages and it's going to take long but for sure it's something that it's gonna barcelona is gonna carry that in every round they they go i think that we've seen now when they played against athletic bilbao like a couple of weeks ago the atmosphere there was mental was bad um like a lot of pressure like applied to the players that there were like bank notes thrown thrown into the pitch like as a mockery kind of thing and it's something that is gonna keep dragging on and it's gonna keep happening for barcelona so it's like an extra pressure that, that they're gonna have to carry on, in, on on their shoulders let's see how they do it but yeah in terms of like the investigations and time frames don't expect like a, uh, like a resolution soon because it's going to take years for what we hear. Um, so let's see what happens. Thank you, Laia. Thank you, Paul. Remember, if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can take advantage of our offer, which is £1.99 a month for the first 12 months by signing up at theathletic.com forward slash football pod. There's lots of great Barcelona writing on there, including a piece on their former player, Mikel Arteta, which is definitely worth a read from Jordan Campbell. But for the minute, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. The Athletic.